Hare Krishna. Good morning to everyone. Those of you who are listening in online or for some other part of the world, we're coming to you from Dallas, Texas this morning, otherwise known as Shishirata Kalachanjidam. Our Bhagavatam discourse this morning will be on the first canto, chapter 12 of the Srimad Bhagavatam, text numbers 10 and 11. So if you have your book with you or you have your smartphone with you, you can access this, especially through vedabase.io. Ranagaranga Prabhu is what is here from Montreal. We're pleased that you have taken time on this Sunday morning to join us. I know how it is to be a working person and not to be able to get enough sleep during the week and having the opportunity on Sunday morning and then, as you have done, giving up the opportunity to come and absorb a little philosophy. So we will offer our obeisances, respects to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who at this temple we call Shishi Radha Kalachandi. Jaya Radha Madhava Kumjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Gopi Janna Vallabha Girivadadari Jai Gopi Janna Vallabha Girivadadari Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunati Rabandachari Jai Aradha Marava Kunjabihari Jai Aradha Marava Jai Gaur Premananda Hari Hari Bo Jai Om Vishnu Pad Paramahansa Paribhidaka Charja Hasto Tarasatashri Shimada's Divine Grace 
Abhai Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi Jai Om Vishnu Paramahamsa Paribhajaka Charja Hastu Tadasat Sri Srimad His Divine Grace Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi Ananta Koti Vaishnavrinda Ghi Eskan BBT Founder Charja Srila Prabhupada Ghi Iskan Guru Parambara Ki Sri Rup Sri Sanatan Bhatta Raghunath Sri Jeeva Gopal Bhatta Dasa Raghunath Sat Goswami Prabhu Ki Namacharja Sri Haridas Thakur Ki Prem Jekho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasari Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Ki Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Shamakun Radhakun Giri Govardhana Ki Shri Vindavadam ki, Shri Maturadam ki, Shri Mayapunavadweet dam ki, Shri Jagannath Puri dam ki, Shri Sivara Kalachandi dam ki, Ganga Devi ki, Jamunamaye ki, Tulsi Devi ki, Bhakti Devi ki, Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda ki, Brihat Madanga Transcendental Book and Prasharan Distribution ki, Nitai Gora Premananda, Hari Hari Bol, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Namo Vishnupadaya Krishna Pastanya Bhutale Shumati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane, Namaste, Sarasmati Deve, Gaudavani Pachanine Nivishesha, Shunivari Vishapadeshadan. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivananautamam Devim Saraswatim Yasun Tato Jaya Mudirayat Nasta Praeshwa Badresu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhagdi Bhavadi Nastiki Gantarashimud Bhagavatam Ki Jai Thank you all very much for coming and sitting with us for a while. I am Rupa Nogadas, disciple of His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, and grand disciple of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki. So once again this morning we're going to be reading from the uh, First Canto, Chapter 12. This chapter is entitled, Birth of Emperor Parikshit. And we'll be reading text number 10. And because it has no purport, we'll also be reading text number 11. So I think text number 10 is up here on our board. So we'll go through word for word, and, and then we'll read it as portrait. So if you will repeat after me, please. Astra, Teja, Swagadaya, 
निहारम ईवा गोपती वीरमंतम सनिकाशे पर्यक्षता का इति असो now we'll see if we can recite it as poetry. Astra teja swagadaya Niharam mivagopati Viramantam sanikashe Paryakshata ka ityaso Astra teja swagadaya Niharam mivagopati Viramantam sanikashe Paryakshata ka ityaso Oh, chant. Chant, please. Astrateja Swagadaya Astra 
Word-for-word translation, Astrateja, radiation of the Brahmastra, Svagadaya, by means of his own club, Niharam, drops of dew, Eva, like, Gopati, the sun, Vidamantam, the act of vanishing, Sanikasye, nearby, Parayaikshata, observing, Ka, who, iti asyo, this body. Translation and no purport, by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. The Lord was thus engaged in vanquishing the radiation of the Brahmastra, just as the sun evaporates a drop of dew. He was observed by the child who thought about who he was. Text number 11. I'll just read this. Vidhuya tada meyatmam bhagavan dharma gubibhu misato dasyamasyasya tatraivan tardare hari and the translation to text number 11, while thus being observed by the child, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supersoul of everyone and the Protector of the Righteous, who stretches in all directions and who is unlimited by time and space, disappeared at once. Repeat with me, please. While thus being observed by the child, the Supreme Lord... Personality of Godhead, the Supersoul of everyone, and the Protector of the Righteous, who stretches in all directions, and who is unlimited by time and space, disappeared at once. This is the occasion of of, uh, Ashwatthama, out on the battlefield, right at the end of the war. Um, <clears throat> throwing a, a Brahmastra weapon, which is uh, very, uh, very powerful and also very fine in its in what it can what it can hit. <clears throat> Threw them toward uh, Udara, who was the son, uh, who was the wife of I believe Abhimanyu, and the mother of Parikshit, who was within her womb. And so Ashwatthama wanted to end the line of the Pandavas. So he threw this weapon, hoping to uh, destroy the, uh, the the embryo, who was named Parikshit Maharaj, uh, in the body of his mother Uttara. So now the purport by his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Child Parikshit was not observing a living being who was limited by time and space. 
means the child was seeing the form of the Lord within the body of his mother. There is a gulf of difference between the Lord and the individual living being. The Lord is mentioned herein as the supreme living being, un- unlimited, unlimited by time and space. Every living being is limited by time and space. Even though a living being is qualitatively one with the Lord, quantitatively there is a great difference between the supreme Lord and the common individual soul. In the Bhagavad Gita, both the living beings and the Supreme Lord are said to be all-pervading. Gena sarva midam tatam. Yet there is a difference between these two kinds of all-pervasiveness. A common living being, the jiva soul, or soul, can be all-pervading within his own limited body. But the supreme living being is all-pervading in all space and all time. A common living being cannot extend its influence over another common living being by its all-pervasiveness, but the supreme super-soul, the personality of Godhead, is unlimitedly able to exert his influence all over, um, I should say, over all places and all times, and over all living beings. And because he is all-pervasive, unlimited by time and space, he can appear even within the womb of the mother of child Pariksha. He is mentioned herein as the protector of the righteous. Anyone who is a surrendered soul unto the Supreme is righteous, and he is specifically protected by the Lord in all circumstances. The Lord is the indirect protector of the unrighteous also, for he rectifies their sins through his external potency. The Lord is mentioned herein as one who is dressed in ten directions. This means dressed with garments on ten sides, up and down. Now, can you figure that out? Uh, The compass is, is said to have eight points, four major points and four not-so-major points. So on all sides of the Lord, he is decorated. But also, the top and bottom of the Lord is also decorated. His head and his feet are also decorated. So in all ten directions, then, the Lord is decorated. This means dressed uh, dressed on, with garments on ten sides, up and down. He is present everywhere and can appear and disappear at his will from everywhere and anywhere. His disappearance from the sight of the child Pariksha does not mean that he appeared on the spot from any other place. He was present there, and even after his disappearance, he was there, although invisible to the eyes of the child. This material covering of the effulgent firmament is also, this means this material world, is also something like a womb of the, of the mother nature, and we are all put into the womb by the Lord, the Father of all living beings. He is present everywhere, even in this material womb of Mother Durga, and those who are deserving can see the Lord. End of report. Om Jnana Timinandasya Jnana Salakaya Chakshuran Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namah 
श्री चैतन्य मनोविष्णम स्थापितम जैन पुतले स्वयं रूपकता माया ददाति स्वावरंतिकम हे कृष्ण करुणसिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकांतमोस्तुते तप्तकंजानगौरांगी राधे बृंदवरेश्वरी विश्वानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वंचकल्पतरूभ्यिपिंदुभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीर्वैतगदाधा श्रीवासदिगोरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नमोम विष्णुपदा कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते तमाम कृष्ण गौस्वामी नम So the Lord is the protector of Parikshit Maharaj, and He's also our protector. Um, we attempt to provide protection for ourselves and our families, uh, for members of our society, for our country. And we even, uh, some of us are even trying to provide some protection for the Mother Nature, the entire, the entire world that we happen to find ourselves in. So we, we, we're thinking that our safety depends on a proper house, a nice car, making sure we have insurance and have hospitals that we can go to whenever we become ill. Or our children become ill. And we think that uh, this is a source of our protection. And it gets really disturbing to us whenever we uh, find ourselves in a position not having an insurance policy. Hospitalization insurance particularly. And I've heard from some people that, uh, th- that those kinds of policies have become very expensive. Um, I've heard of people paying eight hundred, a thousand dollars, or even more a month just for hospitalization and insurance for the families, and we think that that's where our protection is. We're willing to pay it because otherwise we we would don't want to be looking at a at a thirty, fifty, hundred thousand dollar debt from one hospital occurrence. So we work hard to provide funds for our protection, in part for our protection, especially those of us who have families that we have to look after. But even if you are, even if you don't have a family to to look after, if you're a sannyasi or you're brahmachari, um, then it's just uh, you're just thinking about one person. But my spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Goswami, said that he decided not to continue in family life after he had married a very beautiful young woman. He decided to renounce that because that he knew that household life would take up all of his time for his entire life uh, just to make provisions for his family. 
And uh, he said, now I've taken sannyas, and now I still have lots of children to worry about. <laughs> so even even uh, e- even a sannyasi uh, looks looks after his disciples, or not just not only a sannyasi, but we also have householders who are spiritual masters, and so they have the they have the awesome uh, uh, prospect of taking care of their family members uh, for all of their all of their lives until they give up their bodies. And so we are, we, we, we similarly are working, uh, all of our lives just to provide for our families. Um, we consider ourselves as the protectors. And some of us even, uh, even carry, here in Texas, we carry weapons with us, uh, carry sidearms, pistols, uh, so that we can protect ourselves and our families because there are elements of our society roaming around who would choose to do us harm if they could. And they would choose to take whatever whatever wealth we might have to take it away from us. So we're doing our best then uh, to avoid uh, accidents and diseases, <clears throat> but we've we don't realize that our main protection comes from the Supreme Personality of Godhead <clears throat> until we become members of the Hare Krishna Society. And then we understand that the, the Lord is with us in all circumstances and that uh, there is no time at which we do not have His protection. <clears throat> but even the Lord will allow us to undergo some suffering. And why is that? Um, I've been told, and I've, I've recounted here in the temple room also, that Srimati Radharani was asked at one time, what is the most valuable thing in the material world? And she said, suffering. Suffering is the most valuable thing in the material world. Why is that? Because until we have to suffer... We are going along thinking that um, I'm doing okay. I'm providing for myself and my family. Got no worries. Got a good job. Got a house. Got a car or two or three. And and everything that we need is being supplied. And until we start running into obstacles, we have no reason to question where we came from, what we're supposed to be doing here why it is that we have to suffer, and what happens to us at the time that we're finished with these bodies. The bodies have become unusable anymore, and we have to go. So we don't then have complete protection, as we would like to think that we sometimes do. We're always being attacked by the diseases of the body and the mind, um, we, we lack any protection in the mechanical devices that we have to get around in, our automobiles, our airplanes, ships. Um, and we think that there is some protection there. Uh, but then we become victims of persons who are not, they're rather unsavory members of our society. And we quite often will lose our ability to protect ourselves and others. And so uh, we we wonder then what what is the Lord doing to look after us? 
So we have to learn to accept the Lord's presence in our lives, being present in every one of these bodies that we inhabit. And not only ours, but everyone else within this entire universe that are in the human species, and then the other eight million different species of life that have innumerable living entities in it. So the number of living entities within this one universe, this rather small universe, uh, the number is, is such that we cannot, we cannot measure it. And, and, uh, so we understand that the Lord goes with every living entity into every single type of body in the 8,400,000 different species that are available in this universe. And Lord Brahma, the, we can call him the engineer of the universe or secondary creator, is empowered by the Lord to provide different kinds of bodies according to the past karmic reactions of people and he, and and also to determine uh what it takes to help them get whatever enjoyment they're they're they've been striving to get so we accept that we're never left alone by krishna as the super soul he's always with us but we read about his protecting his devotees in stories such as the one we're looking at right now. and But it's ironic that here he was protecting King Parikshit, the young child, the embryo in the body of his mother. He protected that child from being struck by this weapon thrown by Ashwatthama. And, and, uh, and he was protected. And he got to see that Supreme Lord even while he was in the, within the womb of his mother. And he always was looking after that time at when he was born and he came from his mother's body and he began to grow up. He began looking at the faces of all those he encountered to see if he could see this personality again whom he saw inside the womb of his mother. So the ironic part is that later on in his life when King Parikshit the young boy had grown into a man, and he became emperor of the world, coming in the line of the Pandus, uh, then the Pandavas. Then uh, uh, he had to. He was by some unfortunate circumstance. He was cursed by a young Brahmin boy named Srini. Srini is that his name? Uh, he was cursed by the young boy to be bitten by a snake bird. And within seven days, and to give up his body. Because King Parikshit had been out hunting in the woods, as Chatriyas are required to do. And he came across the ashram of a sage, and he was very hungry, very thirsty, and tired, King Parikshit was. And so he went into the, went into the ashram of this very simple person, and the person was in meditation, so he did not recognize that the king was there with him. And so as a result, uh, Parikshit was suddenly overcome by, we would say, Yogamaya. Because it's Yogamaya who determines the actions, the activities of those who are very dear to the Lord. So Yogamaya allowed uh, King Parikshit to feel some anger at not being properly received and not being offered water 
or food or place to sit by the sage who was there in meditation. And as a result, then, he left there in a huff and ran across a dead snake in his path right outside the ashram. And he brought it back and put it around the neck of the sage. So this was, this is quite an offense. He was, he was, uh, demeaning someone else who was of a higher caste than he was. Of course, we know that, uh, Pariksit was, was Rajrishi or Rajarshi. So he was both a saintly person and he was a great emperor, a great king. But as it turns out, then, uh, the Lord chose not to protect him, uh, from being bitten by the snake bird. He could have. Even King Parichit himself could have countered the curse by Srini, Sringi, Sringi, wasn't it? Uh, and he could have, he could have countered that curse, but he chose not to. Because he took this as the will of the Supreme Lord. He realized that he had done something that was wrong by decorating uh, the body of a sage with a, a dead snake. That was not nice, not a nice thing to do. Certainly that not for a king to do who was in a caste lower than that of a Brahmin. So um, Krishna is, even though Krishna chose not to offer him protection, Krishna also did not offer protection from giving up their bodies of of something like 640 million soldiers on the battle of, in the battle of Kurukshetra. He could have, he could have ended the war himself by his own desire, but that was not his desire. His desire was to remove all of these military forces from the planet because the planet Mother Earth, Mother Bhumi was being burdened by so many material, martial phalanxes. And so Krishna had to get them off the planet. He also wanted to, he was getting ready to leave the planet himself, having wrapped up his, uh, coming close to wrapped up his, uh, his pastimes here. And so all of those personalities whom he brought with him from the spiritual world, he wanted to take them back with him. So he just arranged this great fratricidal war. And at the same time, he was, he was satisfying the desires of, of Duryodhan, who was the son of Dhritarashtra Maharaj. And he was a very uh, evil-minded son who was bent on uh, causing destructions to his five Pandava cousins, who were the ones actually in line to inherit the emperorship of the world. <clears throat> and and because Dhritarashtra was not only blind physically, but blind spiritually, he would not stop his son from committing all kinds of heinous acts. And so at, at the end, justice has been, had been predicted at the moment of the birth of Duryodhana. Uh, he was the cause of destruction for the entire dynasty. All these men were killed and women and children were left fatherless and husbandless. And so all of this was coming about by the will of the Supreme Lord. So we also, uh, we read about the Lord's protecting his votaries, and we, and we actually come to believe that the Lord is actually omnipresent, that he's everywhere, that he is conscious of everything that is going on. And it is, as, as we have heard many times, not a blade of grass moves in all the three worlds within this universe. 
without the direct sanction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, he's not only omnipresent, but he's also omnipotent or omnipotent. He has all power at his disposal. So, to uh, to end a war or to uh, get rid of a person who is uh, uh, who is like a thorn in the side of the entire universe, like Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, Robin, uh, all these personalities, the Lord, you know, very easily could have taken care of them by just introducing some disease in their body. And that could have taken them out. But he chose to come and glorify even those persons by his personal presence and by taking the lives of those personalities. And even though he himself did not take up a, a, a weapon in the battle of Kurukshetra, still he was there driving the chariot of Arjuna. And, uh, and, and, uh, what, what is the name of, of, of Krishna when he drives the chariot of Arjuna? What is the name? Parthasarati. Yeah, Partha. Arjuna was Partha. Partha, our son of Prita. And, uh, and so Krishna took up the reins of, char- of the chariot of Arjuna. And he protected not only Arjuna, but all five of the Pandavas. None of them was hurt significantly during the entire battle. And so the Lord can do that. It, it, it is said that if, if the Lord desires to protect someone, no one can hurt him. And if the Lord does not desire to protect him, no one can save him, the person who is in question. So we, we have, we've come to accept the Lord as omnipresent, omnipotent, um, and we can be relieved and peaceful knowing that the Lord is caring for us and for those that we, we care about also. And if, if it, if it happens that we should become ill, or that one of our relatives were to become sick or injured in some way, uh, we have learned that we also turn our heads to the Lord and say, thank you, Lord, for removing this, these karmic reactions from us. Because as we know, <clears throat> that we do not, uh, we cannot uh, cause anyone else to suffer, nor can anyone cause us to suffer. It is only by our own actions and reactions uh, that we have to suffer or that we can enjoy also in this material world. And the Lord is making all those provisions for us. He's giving us everything that we need to be peaceful and happy in this world. And then when we don't choose to abide by the laws of this universe, he gives us a, a little slap on the hand or maybe a big slap on the hand sometimes and allows us to suffer for what we have done in the past, and with that suffering, to desire again to turn our heads toward him, and to ask those questions that are so important to the human being. Who am I? What? Where have I come from? What am I supposed to be doing? Why am I having to suffer like this right now? Uh, Lord, where are you when I need you? <laughs> Some people say like that. And so, uh, regardless then, uh, we have to become subservient to the Lord. We really have to do that. We have to give up the notion that we can protect ourselves and others 
And um, even though I happen to carry a sidearm with me most of the time when I'm out in society and sometimes when I'm here in the temple, uh, carry it for protection of myself and for others and protection of their lordships to make sure that no one harms our deities. Still, I have I understand that I am not the one who is actually providing the protection for myself or anyone else. It's actually Krishna himself who is providing the protection. He may allow me to carry a gun around with me or some other weapon, uh, but that doesn't mean that he's going to uh, uh, give me success in using it if I were accosted by someone else. So we, we just accept our suffering then as the Lord's benediction, that he's giving us, he's letting us have the suffering uh, both to rid ourselves of those nasty karmic reactions we have coming and and also to um, 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 to practically force us to turn our heads and look toward him. You know, everybody, regardless of where he, whether he's a, an atheist or not, uh, when they're in a very difficult situation, they say, oh, my God. You know, they might call out the name. They may say it in not a very reverential way, as most, as many people do in our society. And I really object to hearing that, you know, oh my God, when, when a person is not really talking about the supreme personality of Godhead, it irritates me to hear them use that term so frivolously, or in, in, in a way that just does not have any meaning. But anyhow, the Lord is there to, to, to take care of us, and we understand that the Lord is just. In other words, He doesn't, He doesn't uh, allow us to suffer for things that we have not done. He does not allow other people to harm us for things that we have not done. Uh, he is just, and we can depend on his justice. He does the right thing, and he's never wrong. This is the interesting one of the interesting facets about Krishna, that he's never wrong. He never makes mistakes. We might think that sometimes he breaks his word, like when he was in in the battle on the battlefield, and and Bhishma Dev was trying to uh, either kill Arjuna or force Krishna to take up a weapon. He said, "Today I will fight so fiery, that um, so fiercely that uh, if, that either I will kill Arjuna or Krishna will have to take up a weapon to protect him." And we know at one point when, when Arjuna was practically overcome by the prowess of Bhishmadev, that Krishna did jump down from the chariot and picked up a, an old broken wagon wheel and rushed toward Bhishma. So, <clears throat> even though he had promised that he would not take up a weapon in the battle, uh, to keep the promise of his great devotee, Bhishmadev, Krishna did take up a, a wagon wheel and rushed to kill Bhishmadev. And of course, we know that Arjuna saw what was happening and he ran after and he tackled Krishna. He said, no, my Lord, you can't do that. So we get, we have to give up the notion. We we have to accept the suffering is the Lord's benediction. We accept the Lord as being just, and we realize that the the benefits that can come from suffering, uh, 
if, if we just simply suffer and we go to a hospital and the doctor fixes us up and we come out all, you know, fresh and ready to enjoy again, that we'll just go, go back and commit the same mistakes again uh, that have caused us to suffer in the first place. And so uh, part of our our reading, our training that has been given to us by Srila Prabhupada and by his disciples and by the other people around us that we meet every day, um, their 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 duty that they have accepted is to help us to understand the reason that we have to go through this suffering. If King Parikshit can go through the through the suffering, uh, then why can we not? If Ambarish Maharaj can be uh, can be uh, uh, treated very poorly by who is it, Devasa Muni? Uh, that, you know, conjured up a great demon to come and destroy Ambarish Maharaj. Uh, if, if Ambarish Maharaj can stand there with folded hands and just wait for death to come, think, knowing that this is the Lord's plan, uh, then we should be also a little bit tolerant to, uh, to accept whatever comes our way that causes us not to feel so good about ourselves or not to feel so good about other people. So the Lord is our protector, and we have to depend on him. Because without depending on him, who can we depend on? There's no one else that we can depend on. It is said that one's family members are like fallible soldiers, that they, when the time comes that you really need them to help you and and to put up for you, uh, then they're unable to do so quite a lot. Just like Arjuna, when he was, after the battle was over, and Arjuna was uh, in Dwaraka, and he had the responsibility of moving Krishna's queens from Dwaraka to another place, uh, as the Lord was about to uh, allow uh, Dwaraka to be immersed in water from the ocean. Uh, so just as Arjuna, when, he, when the whole caravan was uh, attacked, by a bunch of ruffians. Uh, Arjuna was unable to even cause him any harm with his famed Gandiva bow, the one he had used for killing hundreds of millions of persons in the battle of Kurukshetra. He was unable to kill even these ordinary ruffians who were coming and taking the wives of Krishna away. Of course, we understand later that uh, that those ruffians were actually... Uh, manifestations of the Supreme Lord. So just just as when Lord Brahma took the boys and the calves away from the pasturing ground to see, to test this little boy whom he saw and whom he had heard about, when, when he did that, um, um, Krishna was able to just replace all the boys and the calves for an entire year with his own Vishnu forms. He He actually... Uh, presented himself as the boys, his, his cow, cowherd boyfriends and the cows. And during that whole year, there were other activities that he performed. So uh, Krishna is, is he's really very wonderful in what he can accomplish uh, as part of his, uh, his own pastimes. So <clears throat> I, guess, I, I guess our main lesson that we learned today from today's purport is uh, is not to depend on our own means to try to get through this material world, 
but rather to depend on the supreme personality of Godhead, who is who has all potency, who is present everywhere, and who knows everything that is going on within the minds and hearts of all living entities. So uh, we will stop here and just ask if, if anyone would like to make any comments or if uh, maybe there's something that uh, we, sh- we left out that should have been included. Yes, Prabhu. We have a we have a wireless mic. Why don't you wait just one minute? And let's see if we can get our wireless mic out. Or do you have it? Give it hold. I think Doctor Jason is going to get our microphone. So I would prefer that everyone who's listening in outside be able to hear what you have to say. Pardon? Oh, yes, it is. This goes through Mayapur also to every every place on the globe. That's not to say that anyone would want to listen to Rupa uh, Is there no microphone? Okay. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell me, please, uh, what, what is... What Yeah, yes. Let me let me repeat this. So, uh, uh, prana uh, prana uh, goranga, right? Is that correct? Prana goranga Prabhu has just brought up the point that uh, a person who seems to be a, a, a very a very staunch, very upright devotee with lots lots of devotional credits, maybe, and uh, when he's faced by suffering. Then we see what what kind of devotee really is. Is that your point? Yeah. So I yeah. So that's why I feel what you discussed is such important topic that uh, will be test. You know, the the real test may come. So I, I guess that's what I want to say. Yeah. And, uh, the the fire of 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 uh, sacrifice. And then and that fire can be very purifying to us. You know, if it's very intense. Yeah, because up until then it can be just that we're we have very good theory, we have very good at memorizing things and uh, knowing things. But uh, the, the, if we have realization, I feel that's when it will show if someone uh, doesn't lament about his own body or uh, loss of of uh, another person or. Krishna has his ways of helping us to develop humility because it's that's accepted, I guess, by all religions uh, that humility is required for becoming a godly person. And, uh, humility is one of the qualities of a godly person. And if Krishna did not provide some means for us to have to be punished a little bit for the what we do wrong, then uh, um, we might go on until the very ends of our lives, uh, thinking that I'm I'm such a I'm such a great person. I'm a great devotee. So it's only when we're tested like that, as as you have pointed out, that it, it then we see what kind of devotee I really am.
Is there anything else that anyone would like to say before we finish? Wait just a moment. If you will, lower your mask to speak into the microphone, please, so I can hear you. Uh, we, myself and my wife, we are Namishranya Das parents and visiting here this temple from India. And uh, it was very nice that uh, we went through your, uh, you know, the entire discourse. Uh, it is very true that we all have uh, a notion that uh, we are doing everything. You know, we take the advantage of the results of our actions, but but it is not true. This is what today we have learned that it is his desire. And even for getting a good thought, at times, to get a good thought, uh, we definitely need his mercy. Because several times it happens that we don't get even good thoughts. But all of a sudden, you get a good thought, and we get a feeling and notion that we have done that, which is absolutely wrong. This is what I need to say, that Prabhu. Thank you very much for that. That's a very good comment. All right. Is there anything else? To... May I say it, Prabhu? Or... Uh, yes, please do. It kind of touches uh, please with, do, with you. Okay. Thank you. It kind of, I feel it uh, runs quote, up. This is a quote from Srila Bhakti Siddhanta? Yeah. All right, please. Not sure where it's from, but uh, he says, it's a sh- uh, two, two sen- three sentence. He says that crying here doesn't, in this context, I don't know what it is. Crying here doesn't literally mean shedding tears, but crying of the heart. Cry, a heart will cry only when it will feel intense separation from Krishna. That intense separation will be felt only when it feels helplessness and shelterless in this material world. And such helplessness and shelterlessness is the outcome of sufferings and pangs of this world. Thus, sufferings in this world are the real friends of the living entity because they actually help our heart cry for Krishna. That just That's just about a complete summary for today's class. That's very good. Thank you very much for that, bringing that out. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Yeah. All right. Uh, we thank you all, everyone, for listening in and for coming in and spending some time with us. Um, and it's to you that we offer our obeisances. We offer our obeisances to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone and who are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Vachakalpatarubhyascha-tripas-nubhyevacha-patitanam-pavanibhyo-vaishnavibhyo-namo-namaha-anantakoti-vaishnavrindaki-jaya-srila-pavapad-ki-jaya-srimad-bhagavat